sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Father, thank you that you are God Almighty. You sit on the circle of the earth. You are unparalleled. You are God. There's nothing that you cannot do. Your word says that with God, all things are possible. Thank you for starting with us in this conference and for where you have brought us to tonight. Tonight, Lord, let your unction flow. Let the anointing that breaks the yoke be present and be manifest. Let there be a tangible presence, a tangibility about your presence. Let it be here tonight. Lord, touch our lives. And Lord, anything that needs to be changed, please change it. Anything that needs a miracle, please bring a miracle. Anything that anybody that is expecting from you, Lord, may the expectations not be cut off. Thank you for your anointing that is present. Thank you that there's a balm in Gilead. Thank you that you are the God of the impossible, that you are a miracle-working God. And thank you that you touch each and every one of us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to be very, very brief this evening. And then after that, I'm going to believe God that we are going to pray and the Lord is going to touch us and impart his blessing unto our lives. Amen. Shall we turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 15? Reading from verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast. And cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. 
Well, the Bible says that Jesus went thence and left the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And then a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Amen. Now, the Canaanites were not Israelites. The Canaanites were not part of, I mean, the, the coast of Tyre and Sidon was inhabited by Gentiles. And this woman came out of nowhere to meet Jesus. Like Jesus said in the passage, the bread is for the children and not for the dogs. So this woman was, if you like, an outcast. She wasn't somebody who was supposed to be counted amongst those in line for a miracle. She wasn't supposed to be somebody who even had a covenant with God, that God would bring anything to pass in her life. But the important thing is that she came out to meet Jesus. And I want to say that many times in our walk with God, we will need to come out of certain places and certain things so that we can meet Jesus. We have to come out of things that we are used to, things that have been put on us, things that we've grown up with and we think, oh, I am not an Israelite. Nothing can happen. Perhaps nothing would happen if she had stayed where she was. But she came out to meet Jesus. Amen. And then when she came out, she cried unto him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. In charismatic circles now, we will not be this frank. We will say, my daughter has a problem. Or my daughter is not well. Or there's something wrong with my daughter, I cannot solve it. But this woman was very frank about what was wrong. She said, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Somebody will say, if I say that, then I'll be embarrassed. If I say that, then it's not real. But we have to be real with Jesus. Frank talk with God hurts nobody. Frank talk with God just brings his mercy our way. Amen. And the Bible says that he answered her not a word. There are times when you are following God, you are crying out after him, and he doesn't seem to say anything. But the fact that he doesn't say anything does not mean he's not there. Like when he was in the boat and the floods came, the, the storm came, and then the floods entered the ship. Jesus, the Bible says, Mark says that he was asleep in the hindermost part of the ship. Somewhere that if you are calling out, he can't even hear. And Mark says specifically that he was asleep on a pillow. So the comfort levels were at another level, you know. And the disciples had to come and wake him up because the storm was on and he was asleep. So they woke and said, carest not thou that we perish. They didn't know that when the boat goes down, Jesus goes with them. Because Jesus has said that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So even he being asleep, he was in more jeopardy and more danger. Because if there are lifeboats or life jackets or whatever, other people will be aware. But you, as the storm is on, you are asleep. Jesus was not awake, but his presence was still with them. And just as sometimes in our walk with God, we feel that even some of our problems have become chronic. 
and that we have called on him and called on him and called on him, and he doesn't seem to be answering. He does not answer us even a word. And to make matters worse, the disciples say, send her away. Send her away. Most of the time, the people who surround men and women of God, in their being overzealous, they send us away. Amen. So the disciples said, I mean, this woman, first of all, we know that she doesn't qualify. Secondly, she's not even being ladylike about her demands. She's screaming after us. And Bishop Saki says that the mistake is that they should have said, send her away for she cries after you. But they've added themselves that she cried after us. She's not crying after the disciples. She was crying after Jesus. Amen. But they said to her hearing, that send her away. For she crieth after us. If we are going to get a miracle from God, if we are going to come to the place where our giftings are released, we will come to a place where we are likely to be offended. We are likely to be embarrassed. We are likely to be treated not the way we ought to be treated. Let me ask you, what does it take to turn you around so that you never touch the master? And you never come into your miracle. Some of us, it's offense. And the reason why we have to go beyond offense is not because it's not true that you were offended. What the disciples said was not right. And it was against protocol. But they said it because they were talking to Jesus. They were not talking to her. They said, send her away. Because she's crying after us, calling attention to us. And people would think that, you know, this type of mad woman, we are associated with her. We don't want that. Send her away. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, if it were you and I, by this stage, we would have left. But when you want a miracle or a touch from God, you persist. Like Jesus said about the unjust judge and the widow, she kept coming. Vindicate me against my adversary. The same prayer topic. Vindicate. And the judge said that, although I don't fear God and I don't regard man, because this woman is wearing me out, I will just answer her prayer. And Jesus said, if an unjust, wicked judge can react this way, how much more will our heavenly father not come to us speedily when we call upon him? But most of us in the church, we are offended about one thing or the other. Asha told you to sit here. How dare he tell you to sit here? You see, the church problems, they are universal and they are the same everywhere. <laughs> I mean, people have complained to me at church in Accra. Eh, these ashes, how dare they tell me to sit here? Do they know how long I've been in the church for? I say, it's not according to how long they are trying to arrange it. I say, no, but they don't know me. So they spoke anyhow. One lady said to me, you see, I'm complaining to you because you are the registrar of the church and you can bring other. I said, me, why? Is it a university? I'm not a registrar. Sometimes our offense may not be geared towards a man. It may be geared towards God. Say, God, I've served you. God, I've worked with you. You have not listened. Look at the situation I'm in. Do you care? I always tell people that, you know, marriage is made up of two imperfect people. So why do you expect perfection? Because even your relationship with God, God is one perfect person, but you always have suspicious thoughts about him. Does he care? Will he do what he said he will do? 
Did he really mean what he said? That's God. How much more your imperfect husband? You have a lot of judgmental thoughts about him. But the Lord is delivering you. Amen. Send her away for she cries. But the woman persisted. And when she didn't say anything when the disciples said that. Some of us would have been distracted. We'll start to face the disciples. I, I, mean, I mean, behave. What are you saying? You say, I'm crying after you. And that he should send me away. Do you know why I want to see Jesus? What are, you have lost your miracle. You've gone diversion. And usually that's what Satan does. He diverts us from the real cause. The real reason why we came to Jesus in the first place. He takes our eyes from off the master. And he, he directs our attention to either ourselves or to people who don't need that direction. Amen. But it caused Jesus to speak. He said, I'm called only to the lost people of Israel. And the woman came again, the Bible says, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. The first thing she did was to ask for mercy. The second thing she did was to ask for help. Lord, help me. Help me. You say you are not called to my type. You say you are not called to my place. Lord, there are so many statistics against my situation. It shouldn't work. But all the same, I come and I worship you. And when she worshipped him, he answered and said, It is not meat. It is not good to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Hey, at that time you would have said, Am I a dog? Who is the child? Who are the crumbs? And who is the dog in this equation? I'm saying that in our work with God, we will always have a lot of opportunity to be offended. I always say that if you want a place to be offended, go into the ministry. If you want anywhere that you can find offense, go into the ministry. You'll find offense big time. But this woman, when Jesus said, I'm not called to people like you. I'm called to people who can eat the children's bread. Now you want me to take the children's bread and give it to a dog. Who is the dog in this metaphor? It's her. But she came in humility. And she said, I don't think Jesus is insulting me. He's just making an analogy. That really, I, I don't qualify for this miracle. But she didn't go away after her worship. And she said, truth, Lord. What you are saying, I won't even argue with you. It is the truth. But then the crumbs from the table, the dogs can also eat that. Jesus, I identify with even what you say. I don't have a problem with it, but I say that even your crumbs can give me the miracle. If crumbs can deliver somebody's daughter from demons, from sickness, from terminal disease, then we, to whom the bread belongs, surely there can be a great miracle coming our way. Hallelujah. She said, truth, Lord. But even the dogs can eat from the crumbs that call from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. As we come to God in our walk and we desire a miracle, there will be so many hurdles sometimes. The hurdle of offense, the hurdle of embarrassment, the hurdle of feeling that we don't belong to that club. The hurdle of 
even sometimes the Lord behaving as if he's quiet. He will not answer us a word, but his presence is still there. He says that when you go through the water, I'll be with you. When you go through the fire, you will not be bent. When you go through the floods, you will not be overwhelmed. I'll go through all that with you, and I'll bring you into a good place. Hallelujah, somebody. He said, oh woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. How you will determines the miracle that will come your way. How you will determines how God will move. We have come to this conference. We have spoken about so many things. You know in your heart what God needs to do for you tonight. God is a God without limits and without boundaries. And he's reaching out to us this evening. Some of us have been offended. I want you to bring it to the altar. Some of us are struggling about something that somebody did or said, and it's been there for many years. I want you to bring it to the altar. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. Healing comes when you release certain things. Some of us are in this hall, but we don't talk to somebody seated somewhere. But tonight, I believe that God is reaching out to us. Some of us don't know how to break forth. We know that God has called us. We know where we should stand. And some of us, like Pastor Shola said, obedience is a problem. You are just not used to obeying. Every time when they say, we are all passing here, you just have this inclination. That's for you. You go west. Every time they say, the choir is wearing orange, you say, why not purple? Every time they say, we are all coming at four, you say, I think I'd like to come at two. And we need to correct all these things so that we can become malleable vessels in the master's hands. Tonight, I don't know what you want the Lord to do for you, but I believe that God is reaching out to us. The woman said, have mercy on me. I like to pray for a lot of mercy. Do you know why? The Bible says it's of his mercies that we are not consumed. The Bible says that it's not he that willeth, nor he that runneth, but God who shows mercy. So when you have God's mercy, you are complete. The Bible says about Elizabeth that when she gave birth, she invited all her cousins and her neighbors to come and celebrate with her. And what did the Bible say? It said that, for the Lord had shown her mercy. So there's a merciful part of God that brings miracles away. There's a merciful part of God that unleashes his power. And this evening, I, I just want us to stand to our feet and just bask in his mercy. Ask him for his mercy for healing. His mercy for the call that he has given you. Because it's not him that willeth, nor he that runneth, but it's God who shows mercy. And you know what? The amazing thing about mercy is that God is saying that, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So when you are not merciful, you will not obtain mercy. That's why you should let the offense, the pain, the bitterness... We should drop it all tonight and allow his mercy to flow to us. Oh, begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to him. Whatever issue you have, if you just need to rededicate yourself. Some of you, you need to go back to your first love. Some of you, you have grown weary in the things of God. The Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we will reap. If we do not faint. Some of us need a healing miracle. Some of us are encompassed with fear. But God is here. And the spirit of God is here. And his mercy. The Bible says God who is rich in mercy. His mercy is here. And we just have to tap into it. Oh thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. 
Hide me now. Do we know the song? And your your wings help me, please. Cover me in the mighty hand when the oceans rise and thunders roar. I will soar with you. the God of all comforts the Bible says the God of all comforts after you have suffered a while may he strengthen you perfect you and establish you in the name of Jesus the Lord is speaking comfort to you I rebuke every spirit of distress every spirit of frustration every spirit that is not healing Every wound that doesn't seem to die tonight, may the supernatural hand of God heal your lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for the comfort of your spirit. Receive his comfort, receive another touch, receive a new beginning. 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father, for you are a merciful God. The Lord is nigh unto them who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Among other things, to heal the brokenhearted. May the Lord heal you. Sometimes your broken heart is not even because of a relationship. But sometimes because of your walk with God, something happened. May the healing hand of Jehovah come down upon our lives. I speak to those who are perplexed. Those who are in distress. May Jehovah take you out. May Jehovah answer your prayer. Those who are battling with temptations and trials. May you see the way of escape. May he open your eyes to see your way of escape. May he deliver you from your enemies that are stronger than you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Oh, come, sweet spirit, I pray. Oh, thank you, Jesus. and rivers in the desert. So Lady Reverend, I need you to stand with me that God will change my deserts into rivers and my wildernesses into highways. If you are here like that, just come forward and I want to pray with you. Worship choir, please help me. Come, Holy It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, 
God richly bless you.